everything that everyone is telling you about this movie, Joker, is wrong. And you should only listen to us. People are either insane or stupid. We haven't worked or... out which. But they're, <laughs> definitely, they're definitely not paying attention. Positive and negative. It all just seems to be for very bizarre reasons. People are really taking a lot of their baggage to this movie. There's been a lot of disappointing aspects to some of the more negative reactions, shall we say. Certainly, it would be reasonable, I think, for someone to dislike this movie. But to dislike it and believe it to be in some way dangerous is the worst kind of, I don't know aging church attending censorship i mean i think this film like really invites you to bring your baggage along i guess in their defense but equally i think they have every, everyone has definitely gone a little too far and we have seen such radically different opinions on this throughout the entire internet and even the cinema screen that we were in which was full everyone and their mums was in that cinema screen and they clapped and that doesn't happen in britain the i, I want to make clear that the applause at the end of this movie was the most chilling moment from all of it i felt very very out of sync with what was going on but i liked that i think that the fact that it had that effect on people and i almost was so oh, well i was so surprised was actually really interesting it almost felt good to be kind of out of touch i mean yeah so this this film has received critical adulation from the audience i mean as ever i know it's basically a cliche at this point but People have been bandying around, like, you know, IMDb, uh, audience score, 9.2, critic score, 5.2. And, but again, like, even in terms of the critics, like, you've got critics, you know, you've got critics who think it's incredible. Like, you've got people who are generally very hard to please, giving it as, like, 7s out of 10. And then you've got people saying it's the, the worst film ever, has nothing to say, completely vapid, 1 and 2 out of 10. That's why this is such a departure from the kind of to-be-expected narrative of audience loves refined critics hates because even the critics have just gone they've been on such a batshit roller coaster of differing opinions you know the movie was screened it got like an eight minute standing ovation i know that people are want to do these kind of things at film festivals but i found that really bizarre but then it seemed there was an epoch of it having uninterrupted adulation by you know kind of the critical media and then suddenly there was this bizarre backlash and then a backlash to the backlash and all of this occurring in between its film festival screening and its actual screening to the audience. It's been really mental and that seems to be part of what I've decided post the movie is good about it, If even if maybe I didn't enjoy it so much. Shall we just establish how we felt while we were watching it? Yeah, no, don't, yeah, yeah just, just before that, I guess I want to say, like, you know, if you want no spoilers, etc., I, I, we would recommend you see this film, I think. Like, like, we can't guarantee enjoyment. There's only one antidote to being told what this film is about, and it's just fucking watching it yourself. From there, most of the things that people are saying will ring hollow. As I was watching this film, I guess I was quite engaged. You know, Joaquin Phoenix was incredibly appealing. Magnetic. Yeah, the story story wise, like very, I think you said rudderless. I think rudderless is a great word for it. Listless. He just sort of like ambled along, and I, I I guess it was supposed to be sort of how pointless and directionless his life was, but mm. his life can be that. The film shouldn't be. So oh, abso yeah. absolutely. The problem the problem that I was having in the first half was that. I wasn't never enjoying it, and I think the words I used to describe it to you after we left was that there was something that stopped me from hating it, which is an interesting feeling to have from about a movie. But despite this, it was it was good to look at. The some of the scenes in themselves were, as you said, quite engaging, but I just felt like it was weirdly repetitive and also not really moving in any particular direction. It was almost like I was waiting for the term you've used before is the character coin. I was waiting for the character coin to flip. Mm -hmm. and there was very much a first half and a second half to yep. this movie i know that we disagreed slightly on how long yeah. if at all there was a second act but i think that we can agree that 
there's minuscule <laughs> a great deal of build-up and then an extended end to the film that's how i felt and there's... that's not always the most positive thing but and it didn't always completely win me around but essentially a lot of it i spent thinking this might be okay if they do certain things at the end but i'm not sure what direction it actually is moving in so it could suck or it could be justified but that in itself is not really the most amazing way to feel about a movie while it's on no definitely yeah. i mean if you're if, if you're 30 minutes in 45 minutes in like i was and i assume you were and you're like oh man this best to have a great ending to justify all this then that's not a good position i don't i mean again i don't want to don't want anything that anyone can misquote me on but film has a lot of things to pick through a lot, mm. of, a lot of layers i think mm. you i think you codified something for me quite nicely where you said that loads of it wasn't given the proper setup okay i think there's a couple of th- things that this film real a couple of incidents this film really sort of like revolves around that perhaps even with like a line or two more could have really helped the flow and understood the stakes which in turn would have made it just run a little better yeah what i was referring to specifically at that time was that in this film and i'm not going to bang on about the plot but the the joker before he's the joker commits a series of murders first in self-defense and then kind of as vengeance all in one instance that are just a result as we know of his the fact that he was being victimized and he's extremely mentally ill and it is interpreted because the people who he murders the kind of bullies were wayne foundation employees it is immediately interpreted en masse that this was a kind of a symptom of class struggle (laughs) and starts an enormous class-based uprising in gotham now it just wasn't enough and when people were standing in front of these tv cameras being like oh you know he's you know that we got to kill the rich we got to kill the rich and that's what this guy is teaching us and that's why we wear the clown masks it was one instance it was there was not enough we needed more yeah it wasn't even, not there but even i the diehard kill the rich guy like if someone murdered like three businessmen so i wouldn't be like oh yeah fucking kill the rich like here we go it's on lads it's fucking time but what was what was hard for me was that this even the, the, the things about it that were broken you also couldn't take out because they led to things that almost really worked about it and the thing is is the bizarre socialist <laughs> uprising that he kind of accidentally inspires even though that sometimes seems a bit thin, it also complements the kind of resolution in that, you know, he says, it's funny because he doesn't believe in anything. And again, I don't really think it sets this up enough, but he becomes the unwitting creator of this movement and then people really worship him as having done it and they don't know that it didn't mean anything. Yep. So I, even... I agree that could have been reiterated more than once because he does only say it once that he doesn't believe in anything and that he's mm. not political. Or maybe twice, but like it's within the same like section. Hmm. And I, I think he probably could have hammered that home earlier. Even just there's a scene where he's like getting the initial reaction. He sees the newspaper of the killings, and then he I, even if he just commented on like the class warfare, he's like, oh okay, <laughs> if you say so. The issue with it is is that because the Joker's character didn't exi- exist in a vacuum, he actually was. Bit, it was pulling. I think you said it had two cakes and it wanted to eat them both. And the problem is, is it had these two things. It had the the meaninglessness of the fact that he was just insane which is serious and this kind of overarching like class struggle and these two things were codependent in the script but they were also mutually exclusive so the fact that other people had so much and he had so little directly affected him as a character in the story which made it difficult to reconcile because it caused problems for him and his mother mm-hmm. and it led to a situation in which he couldn't take his uh, his mood stabilizing medication now that's why even though i really liked the idea that he didn't care and he was, as he said, he didn't believe in anything. It almost contradicted it because it wasn't that this was never relevant to him. It was actually relevant to him, but he didn't see it as that way. And that's clever, but also doesn't work. Do you see what I mean? It yeah, was pulling no, away no, from itself. Yeah, because yeah, it meant that it could, couldn't really commit to either properly but yes. i think but again that's kind of I, I guess i guess this is what people say when it 
when they mean it had nothing to say, but I do think that's being disingenuous because I guess what they're saying is it was safely unsafe. Like it, it didn't commit to class warfare and it didn't commit to like complete nihilism, but it wanted to, to do both. And yeah, like I think that's the problem with interweaving it. I was actually thinking about things I'd take out. And you know what? As much as I enjoyed like the tension of some of the Wayne stuff, I think if you'd like removed the father aspect and just had a, the Wayne aspect of it, if you'd spent more time characterizing him not as the father, but as bumbling Reagan era captain of industry. Yes. Um, and if you spent more time just even just characterizing those three supposedly Wall Street-esque motherfuckers, they could have even been like named people. You could have, you could have introduced like Thomas Wayne and his mate, promis- exactly. promising young star, Bumblefuck. Bumblefuck acting like he's this big altruist on the news and then you see him being abusive yeah. on the subway. You're yeah, right. Exactly. Perfect. Just link the two characters, make it so he actually does know them. Because they say that, it's like, I never met these men, but they were probably good employees. It's like, no, it needs to be, if, you, if this is going to examine the character of Thomas Wayne, which it does, mm. and, and it doesn't do poorly, in my opinion. I think that's one of the things it does all right. It needs to double down on that and probably just cut loose on the the other Thomas Wayne stuff and maybe even the Bruce Wayne stuff. I mean, it was enjoyable, but also it kind of needed to go. But then if it does go, it's... Again, it's it's like stuff needs to go, but then the movie stops working, but then yes. it doesn't work in the way that it is. With the Wayne stuff, I agree with you because it was it was almost a red herring in the plot, which was already long-winded, but without anything happening. So it's because it almost it, it invalidated his reason for being angry at him, but then he needed to be really really furious, and then he kind of defaulted to this fake father figure. But I think that you could have done the De Niro father figure stuff. Yeah, De Niro's the father Wayne figure. Stuff. Wayne's the the bad the bad capitalist. Done. Sharing the rollout of the father figure between the two of them was weird. It detracted from the death of Robert De Niro and Robert De Niro being mean to him because he hmm. wasn't. He'd already moved on in father figure wise to Thomas Wayne. There was a plurality, and he didn't need that. He he, sh- he should have been entirely dependent on Robert De Niro for male validation. Let's talk about the character coin. Let's talk about the moment at which the movie. As I said, we weren't sure if we were enjoying it. We felt like we were waiting for something to drop. Break. Or in- yep. Yeah, ex- exactly. And then there there was a moment. He does go. I mean, it's just fair to say he he finally just goes bananas, and he does commit a murder, and it's horrifying. But it's also, it has this moment of such excellent, dark, tragic comedy in it that isn't at the Joker's expense for once, it's at someone else's expense, that was so clever that I couldn't believe that it wasn't going to continue in that kind of quality vein right up until the end. And it's not that it never had bits of that again, but it was... It was never that concentrated. It was it, a, it was exactly. a really good moment, and it was it, as it turns out. I guess it was just a flash in the pan, which is really sad. Yeah, at that moment, I was like, "Oh shit, here we go. This is it." <laughs> was so darkly comic and unique. That... Well planned, well set, well set up. That, that apartment scene is perfectly, perfectly pitched. He got vengeance on someone who had not only fucked him over, but he also didn't seem to like. It, they set up that he didn't like him laughing at the um at the little person. They, I like yeah. that a lot, and they set up, they even set up that the little guy was nice to him as well, which was uh, yeah, yeah, that was charming, and that was very not humanizing is the wrong word it really put you in his head for a moment again and that's i really enjoyed his laugh that was good joker laughs are always a sticking point but i mm. thought this one i liked this one i liked this one was uncontrollable and it became it became a i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say this definitively but i liked that the movie tried to tease you into seeing exactly what it was that caused the laugh and at one point it's when he's walking away when the douchebag has been very mean about the little person he w- he was doing the laugh but you knew it was his uncontrollable laugh and once he was around the corner he stopped and it seemed to be triggered by things that he found really really unpleasant that's why the the best laughter scene for me is when he's like clearly terrified on the train 
by, mm. the, by the three bullied people and all he can do is laugh but he can't stop laughing but he's clearly really upset he gets what he wants he's gone completely crazy his grandmaster plan which isn't much of a grandmaster plan but he's gonna go on the talk show but you had a lot of feelings about that talk show scene as did i i felt like it summed up everything else about the movie it was sporadic it came close to greatness then it would kind of sabotage itself even when he came through the curtains and was dancing it was just so perfect and i loved how vitriolic de niro was towards him because it was and this whole conversation about how oh what so you decide what's funny i think it's funny i killed these people but and he didn't say this explicitly but it was like you know de niro you think it's funny to laugh at what we know is an extremely troubled and mentally ill man who's been shortchanged in every conceivable way by his family and society at large. That's funny, you know, you get to make that decision. And yeah. I thought that was actually quite... It was great. That was metatextual, it really... Yep, and again, all, as, we, as you yeah, pointed out to me, it mirrors Todd Phillips' career, for better or for worse. I think that's really interesting. I know obviously he's in trouble for his, like, can't-make-jokes-in-woke culture, and I'm not going to really weigh in on that. But, I mean, fuck it, he put it in the film, and he, he made an interesting point while doing so, and he made it feel like a realistic conflict these characters would have. I, I, I love that, not because I like Todd Phillips, but because I find him so annoying. It's a good thing for him to say, because I mean, I've, I just want to be clear, I'm not really a fan of The Hangover, but whatever, but The Hangover 2 is like the worst cinema experience I ever had, and I bring this up only to say that it was the most joyless experience ever. One of the main, like, comedic set pieces was someone realising that the person who they'd had sex with was, sorry, officer, but what I believe Alan Partridge would refer to as a Bangkok ladyboy. <laughs> and they're just so disgusted and the movie wants you to be disgusted with oh, them Jesus. and there's yeah there was one funny joke in the whole thing and it was just right at the end and it was the, my desperate joker laughter was terrifying because i've been having such a bad time but yeah todd phillips todd phillips is someone who's in the scope in you know what is sometimes a toxic woke culture but it's because he's so tactless and so unfunny but you know his 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 speaking through the joker and being like well you know you think i'm not funny but what the hell is so funny about the, the stuff that you people laugh at? I actually find that to be quite disgusting. It was like, well, it is quite subjective and people pointing the finger on these things is very tiresome. So even though the Joker is a maniac, sometimes you do need uh, a maniac. You know, who the hell is the arbiter of what's funny or not? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think yeah. that's, that's probably one of the best conversations it raises. But again, it doesn't quite get it right. As like you said, I think the big, there's a couple of really big waste opportunities and I think they're really epitomized in that scene. One of them is just like the the over reliance on on dialogue and rambling dialogue, and I get that he's not supposed to be an articulate man because he's mm. mentally ill. But fucking hell, you can you can give him impactful lines because he thinks about this a lot. He's been we we see him rehearsing this. We know this is important to him. Exactly. Uh, and I think and and again, so there's a there's a real issue here with um the the film uses several really good and topical songs it, mm. it uses smile it uses sending the clowns and it uses that's life as the as murray franklin robert de niro's characters sign off obviously as soon as that song plays the well if you're like me and josh then the entire lyric sheet flashes before your eyes yes and yeah. you you can you can basically at that point ad lib some of the beats and Despite the fact these people were looking at this script and working on this project, they really missed some easily impactful moments that could have cemented any one of those songs into into being like the Joker song. It really was. It was almost jarring with some of it. It's like when they were playing that and his name was Carnival song. Because that's a good song. But while they were playing it, I was just like, I feel like we're in Guardians of the Galaxy kind of um, copycat territory in that someone's just, Suicide Squad. I feel like someone's just thrown this tune at it 
and thought, oh, Clowns Carnival is this movie, and it's like, this can be better, you know, because you do have, you just have to work harder at marrying the images, and together we kind of identified a line that we found really objectionable in this when, you know, before he does his, spoilers, shooting De Niro, he has his big sign-off line, which is all about a joke. It's like, you know, what do you get when you cross, I don't know, like an incredibly mentally ill man with a horrible, uncaring society? And it was like they had anticipated how this movie was going to be mocked and then lived up to the worst imaginable version of itself because it's a good yeah. sentiment because he's such a maniac and it was a great moment but it undercut itself with the kind of ooh society but Aaron go on you you, you were like you fixed this in like five seconds and it was actually depressing yeah well, I mean there was a couple there was a couple of versions wasn't there there was like the one where he cites that's life and it's like this is where you have something on a dream and then there's just the real simple one of this is what you get for not being very nice like because that's mm. what he's obsessed about he's obsessed about people being nice and, and there's just like so many like effortless one-liners that weren't a little rambling speech about society given that they were using this song and they wanted it to be twisted in such a way that made it horrific it clearly I just meant something that... i'd have loved to like use more of that like you know something on a dream great same with sending the clowns while i'm at it fucking using sending the clowns is just a song sung to the joker by some normie asshole ridiculous it was it was ridiculous two out of ten on that one edgelord moment man yeah edgelord moment it yeah just the, light, the lights some... are flashing and it's like oh yeah it's creepy it's like no this should be him listen, it should be him <laughs> listen listen to sending the clowns do your research on it and work out why that was a great song that was pissed up the wall this was the, i mean this this kept being one of the problems i was having in that, that i said to you that the violence that was happening towards the joker before he was the joker had this problem that loads of movies have where you know what like when you watch a high school movie and the bully kid, even though I know we all knew people like this, the bully kid is just so over-the-top evil <laughs> that it almost becomes incomprehensible that they're kind of seeking out, they're spending so much time in just making someone else's life miserable. Yep. And in this, you know, he was just being beaten up for almost no reason. And yet again, the same problem I had was I found it jarring how unnecessary people's attacks on him were. But then I also, you know, I said to you partway through the movie that I was like, if this is going to be about anything it's going to be about shit happening for no reason. So even though I kind of wanted that that violence would have made more sense to me if they'd done something more with the characters, at the same time, that once again would have taken away from the final message. And I Yeah, but it's just a couple of like little quality of life things, I think. Like you, mm. the two that come to mind is that you said that, uh, and I agree with you, that like his boss, like Hoyts, Hoyts, ha ha Hoyts, or whatever it's called, the, the, clown <laughs> a the clown agency that he works for. And again, everyone keeps getting this wrong, fucking people. Everyone's like, he's a board spinner clown. Like, that's not what he does. That's a single job he takes up. People don't actually pay attention to movies. This is fucking bullshit. It, it is really annoying, because <laughs> he also goes into children's yeah. hospitals. He has so and, it's, and they all do loads of very jobs. They're in their fucking, like, Teamster hall at the beginning of the day. They go out and that's do different just, things. That was, that was brilliant. I could have had more of that. I think maybe more could have been done with that, because it was so funny. Yeah, Just, you know, a bunch of these bunch of these guys, quite like seedy guys as well, who are, you know, some of them have got guns, and they're, they're all fucking dressed up half dressed up even as clowns because yeah, it it <laughs> yeah it's, it's like the schlubbiest guys imaginable he gets called into the office of hoyt who's like everyone just unerringly mean to him hoyt is annoyed because the sign got broken when the the youths unerringly smashed it over his head uh, and then kicked him a lot a lot of people kick him in this film yes um and he's like oh i just give him back the sign and you said there's no reason for him to you know there's there's very easy ways to show like the bruises and stuff the sign has been taken but i worked i said i was like oh a much easier way is like him saying oh they took this they broke the sign and he's like i don't care who broke the sign that man doesn't have a sign and if there is no sign it's being ducked from your pay packet 
because that's oh, much more that's much more like logical that's how businesses work you're absolutely see this was what i was annoyed at the scene because um he didn't believe him that he was jumped and yet five seconds no shit five seconds earlier he'd had his shirt off and you could see all of his bruises it yep. would have been great. You're right. Like, what if he actually did show the bruises? He was like, look what's happened. Yeah. He's like, put your fucking shirt back on. Like, I give a fuck about your bruises. Like, you yeah. know, he needs a sign. I yeah, care about great. a sign. Like, if you're like, I would, while the songs are obviously bigger and more connected to, like, the theme than that, I would still argue that they are the same because they don't really alter anything. Like, it's still the same song in the same film and to roughly the same effect. It's just done that much more engagingly. And and I think the second one was, um, he has a girlfriend, but then, twist, he doesn't actually have a girlfriend. He imagined the whole thing. That really rubbed us the wrong way, but in two different ways, actually. So you didn't like it because you never believed it was real. The reason it annoyed me, it wasn't, it was it was the same problem I had earlier with, this had better solve this problem it's created because otherwise I'm not going to like it. And that with that... He stalked her, and then he goes to. She comes to his door, or he goes to hold her, or whatever. And she's like, "Were you following me today?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I was." And she's like, "Oh awesome!" And then suddenly they're like in this relationship, and I was like, "Right, this is either his fantasy. He's believing that he's in this relationship with this woman, which I guess is fine, but it was trying to make it seem ambiguous. And it's like, well, you can't show me that it's ambiguous at this point because it's either a fantasy and that was uh something that didn't actually happen or you are writing so badly that you know uh, your writing is so poor that she would decide that this absolutely terrifying man following her was worth getting into a relationship with him so it there was that there was no ambiguity there for me as an audience member it could only be the slow train to twist town or just ridiculous subplot and yeah, and it didn't, it it served a decent reveal moment. I actually liked the reveal moment more than I thought I would, but there was other things that they could have been doing with a lot of the time in the first part of this, you know, the first long part of this very long movie. Yeah, yeah. There are so so many people have a, and again, like it did kind of, I would say more than kind of, it painted a target on its back and it said, come on then. And and I and I think I think the problem is if you're going to do that, then you do need to be a good enough film and a clear enough film to uh, to really weather that. And it isn't. And so I think, you know, unless this was their aim, they have accidentally created the next bloody cultural battleground. And I don't think the the source material does the people who I believe are arguing in good faith enough to act to warrant, yeah, to warrant defending it. And so it's going to be really annoying to watch people, yeah, just like A, half watch it seemingly from how they're mm-hmm. talking about it. And then B, jump to whatever conclusion they drafted before they went to see it. What, what, what does annoy me, though, is that from all of these reactions, I still don't believe that anyone... I think if there is one overarching theme, that it must be kind of one of the main points of this movie, is this idea that he created something. And maybe some of the reasons that people aren't picking up on this is because it's not set up very well, as we've said. But he creates something that he had no interest in. And it's really, really funny that he gets his... He gets the attention he wants and the adulation he needs mm-hmm. from people who were adoring him for something he wasn't even involved in and doesn't even care about. And no one's talking about this. And I don't, and I really, I wanted to uh, run through with you. One of the things that really annoyed me was Jonathan Ross, One of the, he loves comics and he actually does really love movies. A lot of critics who I used to respect or at least knew liked movies and didn't act in bad faith have really kind of turned a corner in recent years and started saying things that either they believe and that means they're quite fickle or they don't believe and they're just saying which is fashionable either which way it's quite disappointing Mm -hmm. he said that he hadn't yet seen joker but he was quite annoyed at the idea of it and he did qualify he was like i haven't seen it yet but but fuck off with your butts 
And what he said was quite indicative of a lot of the hysterical media reaction I've seen to this movie. He said that he was worried that groups of people like incels, and he names incels specifically, might end up glorifying this character because he's glorified in the movie and having someone to rally around and validate their kind of rage and that this was an irresponsible thing to do. And other people have said things to the effect of this is going to inspire violence. Are you worried it will inspire violence? Do you think people are smart enough to understand? I mean, they're not even they're not even going that deep in with it, which I think is quite, quite disappointing. But what's so funny is that if you actually watch this movie and you're not just fingers in your ears, la-la-laing the whole time, if you're not completely off the ideological deep end. It doesn't glorify anything at all. You put it correctly. He's pitiable. It's, it's sad. It's pathetic. He does everything by accident. And the actual point is that the people in the movie who think what he was doing meant anything are deluded. Yeah, they are, they are, they are the idiots. And again, like I said, I think where I walked out of the cinema a bit happier than you was um, the, the ending has, uh, like, there's like a sort of full-on 80s-style riot against, against the, the ruling the, class. Exactly, against the ruling class and against the police specifically. Like, it, it, it starts with, like, uh, two police officers who have been hounding um, Joker getting put in hospital, um, mm. and then it escalates with the shooting of Robert De Niro into uh, his arrest into his freeing quite uh, via uh, via an ambulance into the back of the police car um, and then he's sort of like messianically ca- carried out of that police car and like <laughs> placed on a bonnet and then he he rises and everyone's like cheering him but and he dances yeah but yeah. and then they love it and they're loving it but he's dancing not he's not dancing for them he's just he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants and he doesn't give a shit about them and i think that and i yeah in that moment i was like yeah you know what that's really that's a really funny payoff like that's was... Joker. Yeah, exactly. That's Joker all over as well. Yeah, I exactly. just wish that and again, it had been think... set up better. Carry on. No, definitely. Yeah, exactly. It needs to be set up much better. And if it had been set up much better, then it would have been all the more satisfying. Best movie ever. You know, people always wonder, like, why would henchmen serve the Joker? Why would people serve the Joker? And, it's be... and like, you know, he probably, you know, if he spared to wonder that, he might also wonder that as well. But he doesn't care. He's just happy that people, you know, not even happy. He's just, yeah, it's just people just do stuff for him. That's great. Real hurt. A w- working class hero? Not at all. Like, not, <laughs> not, not anything. And because, and, yeah, he is just a, a wretch of a man he's a man who can't build interpersonal relationships and i think that's what this film's you know probably about is just like you know he has and i wish there was a uh, i wish i had a thesaurus on me for another word for society but he has no connections to society that's he, right he doesn't he tries to like his mother he, he lays it really on really thick about being happy and making people happy but he doesn't really get it he, he doesn't have a father figure but he supplants it onto whoever passes he doesn't like his psychiatrist he doesn't like his work colleagues like he has no yeah he has no capacity for engaging with people and yet he wants to do one of the like highest points of engagement which is making people laugh and again it, it would <laughs> all it needed to do was like step away from itself for a moment to work out that that's what he was trying to say yes and just double down on it and that would be great when i was trying to obviously went running to the standardized rating systems to try and explain play my feelings on this movie because it was so all over the place but also not i i ended up saying you know three out of five six out of ten the most interesting ratings you can give a movie that maybe doesn't succeed but if it succeeds in one way succeeds in the way that uh, there's no implied parity with the quality here but it succeeds in the same way that fight club succeeds in that fight club is a movie about people who try and find meaning in a way that's completely ridiculous make fools of themselves beat each other up in basements and become anarchists and terrorists who don't even understand the things that they claim to believe and that's that's why it's funny but 
That's just the setup to the joke in that movie because the punchline is the reaction to the movie in that either people think it's, well, p people think it's serious and it's scary or people take it seriously, you know, like the, the toxic teenage boy, the people who you've met who just really love Fight Club, but they don't realise that the joke is on them and the joke is on the characters and the Joker 2019 has this quality and I've never seen it in a film since Fight Club in that people are expressing fears that this will inspire ideological violence and that is the punchline to the setup because in this movie people believe that the Joker's violence was ideological and yet it shows you categorically that it wasn't. Yep. And no. that is very, very funny. Obviously it was, it's a very different point we're at compared to where Fight Club came out. Like there's a lot more internet access usage i i wouldn't but i mean even still i think that this could be that next film i mean it's certainly going to be whether it'll have the stay power of fight club in terms of is anyone's guess but i mean fuck if people are applauding it then probably that was that was what was so brilliant you know <laughs> i mean we we may not we may not have loved it as much as them but and i said to you my cynical thought was are ah, these because it was a 15 i didn't realize it was going to be a 15 but i just assumed that they were young but you know what fuck it maybe they were young and maybe that really spoke to them yeah and that's I, great and like i said I, I i fully can imagine that this would speak to someone like really really well i could imagine that you'd be like man you know what we do live in a society and i'm not saying that as a <laughs> meme i'm saying that as in you know that's like a realization someone could have and like someone realizing that everything's just like a a failed interpersonal relationship could be not like liberating but you know what i mean like quite a reveal no no love for todd phillips but i guess if his plan was to like as he described i think his words trojan horse a film about something into superhero films not that i really believe many people are seeing this because it's a superhero film <laughs> frankly mm. i do love that 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 weird twisted logic then yeah I, I guess he did it there is wayne stuff in this and there is uh, obviously i think i remember i told you there was that hilarious thing where a working phoenix and top phillips suggested dc black label and they they shot yes. it down they said that's not happening it seems mm. like that is happening now and so it looks like we might be getting more films in this vein I, and also i mean if, if this this has already broken the opening box office for october records um where do you think we go from here i just think that i'm a necessary optimist with kind of movies i, th I think that People have really bagged on Todd, Todd Phillips for saying that the only way you can make a movie like an interesting or good movie these days is by Trojan horsing it out in a superhero or Disney uh, thing. And I don't think that he deserves mockery for that because you can't get... that. Even though I don't think that he's brilliant and I don't think he really hit his mark the, the way that he wanted to, or even if he knew what he was aiming at, he's not wrong. You do have to do that. And if that's the situation we're in, if I think that you can make a good movie out of anything, and if we need to explore the kind of zany ideas and if we need to do movies about class uprising and false messiahs in joker movies then do it i mean it's not it's no i don't consider it of less artistic merit than the way that we were doing it in the 70s you know i don't i don't think that yeah, the game's just changed the game the game's changed and um, you know co comics are brilliant so fuck it if a, if a film can feel like a weird uh six issue like limited series run then great yeah. and also I, I am, you know, I'm going to lay my cards on the table. This is probably the most definitive thing about, I can say about this film is that I am glad it exists. Like, fuck it. <laughs> this is this is probably something that people need, were needed to hash out. I think it's excellent that we've kind of full, come full circle. We've been given great things in the blockbuster sphere by extended continuity timelines. However, we're breaking the rules again and now we're saying we're going to have that, but we're also just going to not sometimes. And people, it's trained people, it's trained the average movie audience to have the same attitude that your average comic book reader has 
And when I was younger, I had lots of trouble with this. I was like, I don't understand. Is it all connected? Why is this issue run that's really famous completely unrelated to this other Batman issue run? But yeah. now this is this is great because now they're being like, look, we can do whatever we want. Sometimes we can have it connected, sometimes not. Whatever serves the story best. And it's crazy and it's unprecedented and a lot of the big players control everything now. And it's weird that, yeah, it has to be superheroes, but clearly you can tell all sorts of stories with yeah. superheroes. You really, you really can. And I think, yeah, and I guess, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I think this is this is good. This is a good evolution. Like you said, this is how comics work. Like, not every comic book, you know, not every comic book is slavishly devoted to the last one, and nor need every comic book film. Mm. Uh, and I think that was probably uh, less so Marvel, but also Marvel. I think Marvel is now suffering it for it definitely. But uh, I think both of their mistakes was thinking that once you've revved up this engine, every film has to be a part of it. Stanley could have told you in the 60s that that's not the case. <laughs> but you didn't listen to him. You just locked him in a cupboard and hit him with a belt. Stole so. his money. <laughs> well, um, the, go the ghost of Stanley is telling you he's not even related to DC. Who gives a fuck about hey, DC he, people? He wrote for DC. Oh, he did for a bit. You're right. I'm sorry. Mm. I beg your pardon. That's all okay. good. Um, I mean, they all wrote for everyone. There's a lot of cross-contamination there. No loyalty among Steve's, right? So. Indeed. Well, the... the <laughs> The, the the living no sorry the ghost of bob kane is screaming at you don't let people tell you what this means just go see it for yourself that's that that's what you need to do every time that's what we need to do there is way too much guff floating around make your own mind up Excellent. you won't waste your money buying a ticket for joker even if you hate it you won't waste your money that's it thanks for listening like and subscribe we've see been you. check for traps